Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we? Happy Saturday. It is a lovely, lovely resting day today. I don't have to do anything. The only thing I have to do is cook a curry for tea. And once that's done, it's all ready and waiting for tonight. (gasps) Apart from that, I don't have to do anything. Do you know what though? Um, my my front garden, um, we can see lots and lots of wildlife. We have loads and loads of different kinds of birds coming into the garden because we feed them all all, all the time. Um, they've got it's got water there for them, everything. But we also have foxes and badgers, um, and all, a deer comes as well. We have ducks that pop over um, and just sort of loiter on the grass outside. However, last night, my children have named these things. So we've got like Freddy the Fox and Felicity the Fox because there's um, like a a family. Uh, And we've got Bertie the Badger and Brenda the Badger. (laughs) And we've even got Darren the Deer. Um... I don't know whether it's a male or female, but it's called Darren, apparently. And last night we were sat watching all the different um, wildlife out there and we saw a bat. So now we have Bartholomew the bat. (laughs) My children are weird. But um, it's the first time I've actually seen a bat flying around out there. And... um, and it was quite weird because they fly so quickly and they're only tiny. Um, I thought they were bigger than that, but they're not. They're only really small. So, um, so yes, we have a Bartholomew the bat now, um, according to my children. <laughs> so weird. Um, but we sit and watch the wildlife out there more than we sit and watch TV because they're so interesting. And when the foxes have um babies last year the babies came and they we had two fox cubs playing in the garden they were just like little puppies it was so funny and we had um three little badger babies um and they're just so cute so and all the all the babies um all the baby birds came the parents brought them and fed them in our garden um our garden is a relatively um yeah just a a lovely garden paradise for animals and birds so we just sit on the bench and they and let them get on with it sit on the bench very quietly and they still come they don't don't worry about us (laughs) so nice anyway i hope to see more of bartholomew the bat and um possibly more bats and i'm sure they will all be named um once my children see them and uh, my my brother bought or gave i don't know where he got them from gave my son um some stick insect eggs and one of them is hatched now i'm not a big fan of stick insects i don't really know what they do um they don't seem to do an awful lot but <laughs> oh, it's quite a freaky looking thing and i am really really hoping it never escapes ever 
um, because I'm not quite sure what I'd do. Besides, probably have a little bit of hysterics. <laughs> but um, they did have, my mum bought them a, um, a butterfly, well, I don't know whether it's a butterfly farm or a butterfly, I don't know what it was, but it gave, it had little tiny caterpillars, tiny weeny weeny caterpillars. Then um, they changed, they obviously they grew, then they changed into chrysalises and you could watch all this because it was in like a big net thing and the chrysalises hung from the top of the net and then you watched them change come out of them into butterflies and then you let them go so they let them go in the garden the other day and uh, they named all those as well so <laughs> oh dear so hopefully they'll stay in the garden in the back garden they let them but hopefully they'll stay around our garden so that they can see them any old how that's enough of that <laughs> um i have a fun fact and it's about animals, but it's about pets. So, everybody that's got pets, listen up. Because sometimes you hear about people who are allergic to cats, who are allergic to birds, or, you know, they're allergic to either their fur or their feathers or something. And it makes them... Um, have you heard people say, oh, no, I've got allergies. So you have like itchy it makes you itch or whatever sneeze or cough but did you know that it's also possible for your pet to be allergic to you what i hear you ask absolutely so if you hear if i if i, if, I don't know if you're coughing uh if your cat or your dog or whatever is um scratching or i don't know making coughing noises <laughs> i don't really know what it does sneeze all over you um and if your vet says that it's allergic to you it could be that it's an act not allergic to you as a person but it could be that it's allergic to perfume that either you or somebody wears or soap or shower gel, bubble bath, anything with a smell, um, even down to uh, washing powder. So if your vet says that your cat or your pet is allergic to you, try changing different things that smell and give off a scent, because then it might be that. But <laughs> there you go. Um, but it does seem weird to think that your cat might be allergic to you, doesn't it? Cats are allergic to humans. Hmm. My cat isn't, definitely. Uh, my cat comes for cuddles all the time. He's definitely not allergic to me. <laughs> anyway, on to the story, which is what you've all come for. So... Chapter 10 of The Magic Faraway Tree. Because they are all in the land of dreams, aren't they? And, if you remember, they were going up in an aeroplane. 
off they went up in the aeroplane. So chapter 10 is called A Few More Adventures. Everyone was very pleased to be in the plane because they thought they could fly away from the land of dreams. After a second or two, Beth leaned over the side of the plane to see how high they were from the ground. She gave a loud cry. What's the matter? asked Joe. Joe, this isn't a plane after all, said Beth in astonishment. It's a bus. It hasn't got wings anymore, only wheels. And we're sitting on seats at the top of the bus. Well, I did think it was a plane. Oh, aren't we flying then, said Joe. No, just running down a road, said Franny. Everyone was silent. They were so disappointed. Then a curious noise was heard. Splishy, splash, splash, splash. The children looked over the side of the bus and they all gave shouts of amazement. Joe, look, the bus is running on water. But it isn't a bus anymore. Oh, look, it's got a sail. Everyone looked upwards and there, billowing in the wind, was a great white sail. And Joe was now steering with a tiller instead of with a handle or a wheel. Oh, it was very confusing. Oh, this is definitely the land of dreams. No doubt about that, groaned Joe, wondering whatever the ship would turn into next. The awful part is we're awake and yet we have to have these dreamlike things happening. An enormous wave splashed over everyone. Franny gave a scream. The ship rocked backwards and forwards, to and fro, and everyone clung tightly to one another. Let's land somewhere, for goodness sake, cried Rick. Heaven knows what this ship will turn into next. A rocking horse, I should think, by the way it's rocking itself backwards and forwards. And guess what? No sooner had Rick said that than it did turn into a rocking horse. Joe found himself holding onto its mane and all the others clung behind him together. The water disappeared. The rocking horse seemed to be rocking down a long road. Let's get off, shouted Joe. I don't like the way this thing keeps changing. Slip off, Moonface, and help the others down. It wasn't long before they were all standing in the road, feeling rather confused. The rocking horse went on rocking by itself down the road, and as the children watched it, it changed into a large brown bear that scampered on its big paws. Ha, said Joe, we got off just in time. Well, what are we going to do now? A man came down the road carrying a green covered tray on his head. He rang a bell. Muffins, fine muffins, he shouted. Muffins for sale. Oh, I could really eat a muffin right now, said Beth. Hey, muffin man, we'll have six muffins, please. The muffin man stopped. He took down his tray from his head 
and uncovered it. Underneath were not muffins, but small kittens. The muffin man seemed to think they were muffins and he handed one to each of the surprise children and one to Moonface and one to Saucepan. Then he covered up his tray again and went down the road ringing his bell. Well, why does he think we can eat kittens? said Beth. Oh, but aren't they dear little things? What are we going to do with them? They seem to be growing, said Joe in surprise. And so they were. In a minute or two, the kittens were too heavy to carry. They were big cats. They still went on growing. And soon they were as big as tigers. They played around the children who were really rather afraid of them. Now listen, said Joe to the enormous kittens. You belong to the muffin man. You go after him and get onto his tray where you belong. Listen, you can still hear his bell. Go along now. To everyone's surprise and delight, the great animals ran off down the road after the muffin man. He will get a surprise, said Rick with a giggle. Hey, don't let's buy anything from anyone else. It's a bit too risky. What we really should do is try and find the hole that leads from this land to the faraway tree, said Joe seriously. Surely you don't want to stay in this peculiar land forever. Oh, I never know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. I feel very sleepy again, said Moonface, yawning. Oh, I do wish I could go to bed. Just as he said that, there came a clippity-cloppity noise behind them. They all turned and to their amazement saw a big white bed following them trotting along on its four fat legs. Gosh, said Rick, stopping in surprise. Look at that bed. Where did it come from? The bed stopped just by them. Moonface yawned. Oh, I'd like to cuddle down in you and go to sleep, he said to the bed. The bed creaked as if it was pleased. Moonface climbed onto it. Oh, it was soft and cosy. Moonface put his head on the pillow and shut his eyes. He began to snore very gently. This made everyone else feel tired and sleepy too. One by one, they climbed into the big bed and lay down. The bed creaked in a very happy way. Then it went on its way again, clippity-clopping on its four fat legs, taking the six sleepers with it. Oh dear. Well now, what had happened to Silky? She had found Dame Washalot, Mr What's-His-Name and the Angry Pixie and had told them how the others had fallen asleep in the Land of Dreams. 
Oh, good heavens, they'll never get away from there, said What's-His-Name anxiously. We must rescue them. Come along. Dame Washalot put a wash tub of water on her head. The angry pixie picked up a kettle of water. What's-His-Name didn't take anything. They all went up to the ladder at the top of the tree. Well, the land of dreams is still here, said Silky when her head peeped over the top. I can't see that horrid sandman anywhere. Now's a good chance to slip up and rescue the others. Come on. Up they all went. They stared around the field of poppies, but they couldn't see any of the others. We must hunt for them, said Silky. Oh, look at that great big brown bear rushing along. I wonder if he knows anything about the others. She called out to him. But he didn't stop. He made a noise like a chicken and rushed on. The four of them wandered on and on. And suddenly they saw something very puzzling coming towards them. Something wide and white. Whatever can it be, said Silky in wonder. Oh my goodness me, it's a bed! And so it was, the very bed in which the four children and Moonface and Saucepan were asleep. Oh look, squealed Silky, they're all here! Wake up, sillies, wake up! But they wouldn't wake up. They just oh, sighed a little and turned over. Nothing that Silky and the others could do would wake them up. And in the middle of all this, there came footsteps behind them. Silky turned around and gasped. Oh no, it's the Sandman. Don't let him throw his sand into your eyes or you'll go to sleep too. Quick, do something. The Sandman was already dipping his hand into his big sack to throw sand into their eyes. But quick as lightning, Dame Washalot picked up her wash tub and threw all the water over the sack. It wetted the sand so that the Sandman couldn't throw it properly. Then the angry pixie emptied his kettle over the Sandman himself and he began to choke and splutter. What's-his-name stared. He suddenly took out his small pocket scissors and cut a hole at the bottom of the sack. The sand was dry there. What's-his-name took a handful of it and threw it at the spluttering sandman's eyes. Now you go to sleep for a bit, shouted What's-his-name. And of course, that's just what the big sandman did. He sank down under a bush and shut his eyes. His sleepy sand acted on him as much as on anyone else. Now we've got a chance, said Silky, pleased. Help me to wake everyone up. But, you know, they just would not wake up. It was impossible. Well, we can't possibly get the bed down the hole, said Silky in despair. Then a bright idea came to her. She felt in Joe's pockets. She turned out the little pink jar of whizaway ointment. Oh, there might be 
just a little left, she said. <clears throat> and there was the very tiniest dab. I hope it's enough, said Silky. Get on the bed, Dame Washalot, and you others. I'm going to try a little magic. Ready? She rubbed the dab of ointment onto the head of the bed. Whiz away home, bed, she said. And wow, that big white bed whizzed away. It whizzed away so fast that Silky nearly fell off. It rushed through the air, giving all the birds a dreadful scare. After a long time, it came to the end of the land of dreams. A big white cloud stretched out at the edge. The bed flew through it, down and down. Then it flew in another direction. It's going back to the faraway tree, I'm sure, said Silky. And so it was. It arrived there and tried to get through the branches. It stuck on one and slid sideways. Everyone began to slide off. Wake up, wake up, squealed Silky, shaking the children and Moonface and Saucepan. They woke up in a hurry as they were no longer in dreamland. They felt themselves falling and caught hold of branches and twigs. Where are we? cried Rick. What's happened? Oh, goodness, too many things to tell you all at once, said Silky. Is everyone safe? Then for goodness sake, come into my house and sit down for a bit. Oh, I really feel quite out of breath. <laughs> well, at least they got back to the faraway tree safely. Oh, and I expect Silky will tell them exactly what's happened and how she managed to get them away now that they're in her house. But tomorrow we will find that out. We will tell them exactly or we'll find out exactly what happened. So I hope you enjoyed that story. I did. Um, I was a bit worried that they weren't going to get out of that that land. That was a bit of a, ooh, I don't know, a bit of a worry, wasn't it? Fancy living in your dreams all the time. I wouldn't like to live in mine. <laughs> mine are weird dreams sometimes. So, oh, imagine living in a land where they all come true. Oh, no, thank you. <clears throat> so, have you got anything planned for the weekend? Anything exciting? Or are you doing exactly what I'm doing and just having a rest? Well, I deserve a rest, I think. I've had a very busy week at work. So, I just deserve a rest. There you go. That's my my plan. <laughs> um, so, if you're doing anything exciting, tell me. Let me know so that I can be, I don't know, in on it, just watching um, or listening. I like to know these things. We all know that I'm very nosy by now. <laughs> but anyway, I will see you all again tomorrow, hopefully, for another fun fact and the rest of this adventure. So, come back tomorrow. Same time, same place. <laughs>
And until then, be good, take care and stay safe, okay? And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye for now.